Hello, this is Dr. Phil. Welcome to the Harland Highway. No, I'm not Dr. Phil. I'm Harland Williams. This is the Harland Highway. But I feel like Dr. Phil because today we have a pavement pounder that calls in and asks me for dating advice. And I've got to give it to him to the best of my ability because I feel for the guy. He, he's, he's in trouble. He needs, he needs someone to talk to. He needs some, he needs some direction. He needs to get laid. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help him as much as I can, ladies and gentlemen. Um, also, we're going to be talking about something that involves you and your driving. There is something that many of us have done, many of us do when we drive that we shouldn't do because it's it's not really part of driving. It's not, I don't think it's legal. I don't think it's part of the acquiring your driver's license needs. It's just an extracurricular driving habit that many have that could be dangerous and definitely is kind of annoying. Um, also, I want to talk to you about a brand new technology that's out. It's, it's new on the scene. It's the latest social media frenzy that's happening and I got to tell you this thing is a ton of fun. I've talked about it a little bit but I'm going to go more into depth today on this great new app that you should have. So buckle in, put some cheese on your face. This is the Harland Highway. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce the Harland Highway. I promise you I will please you all. Believe me. What is he like? What is he like anyway? Oh, he's an angel. You're listening to Harlan Williams. Why don't you give me a name and a face and a reason why? Yo, man, what do you expect? You got a along, man. <laughs> it's over, Johnny. It's over. Nothing is over. You just don't turn it off. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Weird. Just plain weird. You know what I mean? to the Harland Highway. Oh, you get your money for it. Believe me. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Here I am, out in the middle of the road. Um, can I just say something to all you drivers out there? I think you all know how a car works, okay? I think you all know the rules of the road. I think you all know traffic. Can I just say that sticking your arm out the window is not part of your car, is not part of the laws of traffic. When you go for your driver's test, shoving your arm out the window and frantically waving or just sticking it out and holding your palm out, it, it's not part of it, okay? Sticking your arm out doesn't freeze time. It's not that old, uh, like that old Twilight Zone episode where some guy finds a magic watch and he presses it, at a little stopwatch, and everyone freezes. Okay, I had a guy, I was driving the other day. I was on a surface street. I was doing the speed limit, like 40 or whatever it is. But on a surface street, it's, you know, that's, that's a little bit of speed. And um, and uh, I'm driving down the road. And there's there's traffic all around me, and there's like a UPS truck. 
And the UPS truck is on the side of the road. He probably just dropped off some boxes. And I guess he decided he wanted to get back into traffic. And uh, there's a little bit of traffic, so he decided he couldn't wait. And he's like, well, I'll stick my UPS arm out the window. Let me deliver this arm to the world. And out comes his arm, and the guy starts pulling out into traffic, and I didn't have time to slow down. I didn't have time to stop. It was like, wait, what's this guy doing? I had to kind of swerve around the guy a little bit. And he was already starting to move. Like, once he put the arm out, he, he was like, I don't even need to look. I don't even need to see what's coming. I mean, I got the arm out, right? I got my hand out. Every, everything stops for the arm. Everybody freeze. My arm's out. Stop in the name of my arm. You cannot proceed. I will drive now. You will watch. I will have my way with the road. My arm is out. My fingers are splayed. My palm is facing you. It's a magical, mystical arm. Everything must freeze. No way, buddy. But that's how some people drive. Look, I, when, when you go buy a new car, do you do a walk around? Well, there's four tires. There's the hubcaps. The lights work. The blinkers work. Oh, wait a minute. I can't buy this car. I don't see the human arms sticking off the side. Well, that, that's not really part of a uh, vehicle, sir. Oh, it's not, is it? Well, how am I supposed to freeze the world and just drive out into traffic or go wherever I want whenever I want to if I don't have a human arm sticking out? It should be right there by the rearview mirror. Uh, sir, that, that's not a real thing. Oh, it's not, is it? Well, I'll have you know that when I was driving over here, I cut off a school bus a Prius, and a Mustang when I was making the left turn into this car dealership. And you know, I did it. I put my arm out the window and I froze everything. I, I froze planet Earth. Okay, sir, if you wouldn't mind just going to a different dealership, you're freaking me out. Oh, I'll give you the arm. How about the finger on the end of my arm? I'll give you that, too. Sir, if you could just leave. Um, so, I'm telling you, man. Easy, easy with the arm and the hand and the... You know who gets to use it? Guys on motorcycles use it a bit. That I get it. That's actually in the motorcycle handbook. You're supposed to signal with your arm, put your arm out. And uh, I guess you're allowed to do it if, you're, if your blinkers are broken, but I'm not talking about that. This isn't part of the, the blinker situation. I'm talking about the arm when it's just coming out willy-nilly, making up its own rules arm. I'm not talking about the rule arm where if you, if you bend it up, you're turning left, and if you bend it down, you're turning right, and if you put it out straight, you're, <coughs> you know, means you're not gay. Uh, but I'm talking about the wacky Wild West arm that just flies out the window and makes up its own rules. Excuse me, stop going to Dairy Queen. Wave, wave, wave. Flail, flail, fail, flail. Going to Dairy Queen drive-thru. Everybody move. I mean, come on, man. Can you keep that damn, damn arm in control there, please? Whew. Maybe it'll keep us from uh, having the wild finger shooting out the window, the middle finger. 
Hey, do you not see my arm over here? Yeah, well, do you not see my middle finger? Yeah, well, I got a middle finger on the end of this arm. Yeah, well, I got another arm with another middle finger. Yeah, well, I got another wild arm, too. I could give you two fingers. Yeah, well, I got four kids in the back, and that's, that's another ten middle fingers. Well, up, up yours. How about this? How about I moon you? Here, here's my ass pressed against the window. All right, you win this round. I mean, good Lord. So control the wild arm. Stick to your signals and your, your the real traffic rules of the road. Now I'm picturing for some reason uh, an amputee or someone with the thalidomide. You know, the thalidomide arms from the sim. Just picturing someone sticking a nub out the window. Hey, coming through. Freeze, everybody. What's the matter? You can't see my nub. Okay, too far? Okay, too far. Um, but anyways, keep, keep control of your arm and just stick to the rules of the road, okay? Thank you very very much put that finger down put that finger that middle finger down <laughs> what we've got here is failure to communicate hello hello harlan this is robert calling from san francisco uh, I'm actually from Vancouver, the real one, not the one in Washington, but the big one in Canada. So you and I share that same heritage, my friend. So I've been down here in San Francisco about seven months working in the tech industry. And as a fellow Canadian, think back to when you were first in L.A. in the early years. When people found out, let's say women found out that you were Canadian, what's the first thing that you generally hear from Americans about us? I'll pause that for a second. In my case... 99% of the time, it's always, oh, my God, you're a Canadian? Oh, all Canadians are so nice, so nice. Now, it's not a bad thing, right? It's not a bad reputation to be known around the world for being nice people. It's a good thing. You and I know it's not necessarily true. Not every single Canadian is a nice person, but, but it's not bad. But here's the problem. I'm a single guy in San Francisco, lots of lovely ladies here. But unfortunately, that, oh, you're so nice, seems to be a direct beeline into the dreaded friend zone. So my fellow Canadian friend, who's been in a more experienced with the American ladies, what would be your advice when you hear that comment from an eligible single woman? Thank you. Wow, okay, this, this is some serious business right here, guy. Holy rice the San Francisco treat. This is a this is a complex one because uh, yes, it's 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 you know Canadians do tend to be very nice and friendly, and as you said, that they're they're not all friendly. Um, every country has its a holes, every country has its dickwads, but on the on the whole, generally across the country, and I've traveled across Canada my whole life a, a million times doing stand-up comedy and going on vacations and fishing and Canadians have a very uh, you know friendly <laughs> um, disposition they've got a very kind of hey how you going oh great great to see you yeah can why don't we go down for a coffee there and uh oh I heard uh, I heard David uh, got, got a new toboggan there 
I mean, it's not it's not everyone's like a hoser, but just the general tone. Many Canadians are very polite. They're they're very um, well mannered. They're um, you know, which isn't to say there's there's not a fair share of of morons too. But overall, I agree with your statement. Now, when it comes to women. I can see your dilemma. You come down here to uh, to the United States, and maybe the women uh, are a little more aggressive, or maybe they they uh, they're not as as used to a real friendly, nice Canadian guy like that. I don't know, but um, it sounds like you're a friendly, nice guy, and you're frustrated because, as you said, your niceness is kind of maybe turning the girls away from you sexually and they're like, oh, he's too nice. He's probably not, you know, very adventurous and bad and he'd probably make a good buddy to go get a Starbucks with and probably be great to go to a movie with, but he's a little too friendly for, you know, the old intercourse. Um, and so it's a dilemma because, you know, you never want to tone down your niceness or your friendliness who, who wants to be not friendly? Who wants to be a, an a-hole? But you've heard that old saying, that, that and I didn't create it, but you've heard it, and I think a lot of women would agree with me. I've, I've heard women say it. A lot of times women, and I, I'll never understand why, and I'm not saying all women, but many women say they like it when a guy treats them bad or treats them like a dick or... I don't know, they, they see it as a challenge or it taps into their insecurities or whatever. Now, that being said, I can't go down that street. I don't believe in disrespecting anybody or treating anyone badly. But I've heard actual women say that to me. I've heard women say it about other men when I've been talking about dating. A lot of them say they're turned off by a nice guy because I guess they probably have this, this uh, idea that, that it's not going to be too exciting when it starts to get intimate, which probably isn't true. But if that's the way some women are wired, then what can you do about it? So in order to kind of um, cut through your nice guy facade, um, you know, you and you alone are the only one who can alter that, who can change that. And so what I would uh, say to you, my advice to you for what it's worth, I'm no Dr. Phil. Although I look like him when I take my hair plugs off. <laughs> um, uh, my advice to you is to change it up. Um, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing uh, one of your dates looks like this. You go out and you're like, oh, hey, Sarah, hey, great to see you. And you talk and you have a nice time and you're nice from the minute you start to the minute you say goodnight. Hey, that was a great date. Thank you so much. I, I'd love to see you again. I bet it's somewhere in that wheelhouse. I, I can sense it, but but now you need to step into another mindset, okay? Now you got to kind of go to a place where it's like, you know what? I'm not getting the results I want anyways when I go out on a date or when I'm asking a girl out. I'm, I'm not getting to that place I want to be, which sounds like I'm guessing it's probably more intimate, maybe more physical, so the onus is on you to change up what you're doing and without being mean, without hurting anyone, without, um, without you know, making someone feel bad, maybe you need to change your approach and be a little more of 
a a guy that isn't so nice. I found one tactic that that always worked is, and why wouldn't it? But a lot of people are afraid to just say what's on their mind. I mean, I've had some experiences where I've just told a girl straight out what I want to do with her in a real nice way. I mean, it's it's still Canadian, but it's like, I'm not going to tell you. But I've said to girls, you know, girls I've just <laughs> I've just met. And I'm not saying this happens with every girl, but it's happened with girls where I've just said, you know what, I'd like to take you home and do this, this, and this, and just and see what happens. Either the crickets are going to chirp or they're going to storm away. Or in my case, it's been very fruitful. It's been like, well, what the hell are we doing here? Let's go. And it it takes courage. It's a little scary. It's a little nerve-wracking because you don't want to be disrespectful. You don't want to be like an animal. But we all have these primal instincts and it sounds like sometimes you just want to, um, you know, engage in uh, something fun and it doesn't have to be a, a relationship or marriage, but maybe you're looking to have a little one night stand or something. People do it all the time. Probably everyone that's listening right now has had a one night stand or two or 50. I don't know. Or maybe not. But it's that old saying, you know, if you don't ask for it, you don't get it. And so I would ask you to kind of step out of the nice guy facade and don't be, like I said, don't be a prick, but just be yourself and be direct and say, you know what? We've had a couple drinks. What are we doing here? Why don't we go uh, do dot, 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 dot. Or just, you know, this one, this one's a good segue. It's like, let's just go get naked. And if you throw the naked thing in, because it's kind of soft, it's not an aggressive thing. It's very natural to be naked. But but what happens with naked is if a girl nods her head and says, yes, I'd like to get naked. Well, once you're naked, everything else kind of falls into place, doesn't it? If you've gotten to the place of nudity together, it kind of means other stuff is going to happen. So if, if you're too conservative or too nervous to be graphic and say, you know, I'd like to kneel down and just, ah, you know, <laughs> that, that can be, maybe, maybe that's too big of a step. But maybe try, uh, you know, we should just go back to the hotel. Let's get naked. What do, we, what do you say me and you go back to your place? Let's just get naked. You know, and and it's a little edgy. It's not, like I said, it's not too nasty or dirty. It's a, getting naked is a natural thing, but it's it's kind of a soft entranceway into, you know, getting naughty. But you don't come across as as creepy or weird. But look, somehow you got to get there. We're all men. We're all women, and we all have to figure out a way to get there. But in my experience over the years, that's that's one way where you just cut through the BS. I mean, how many drinks can you have? How many how many stories about their dog or their family or their work can you hear? At some point, you just got to put the drink down and go, let's go get naked. And chances are, um, you know, you're going to get there. Now, are you going to get there on the first shot? I don't know. Are you going to get there on the second? I don't know, but... It sounds like you're kind of 
not striking out, but in a way maybe you are a little. And it's not because of you. It's because maybe they're not getting uh, a vibe off you that you're you're uh, of that mindset. Because like, like I said, the, the nice guy can sometimes get in the way of the edgy, fun kind of sexy guy, right? So the next time you want to hear that you're a nice guy is when you're in the throes of passion and you're laying on your back and she's on top of you riding and she's just moaning and groaning and groaning and these are the words that come out of her mouth in the middle of the lovemaking. Oh my God, you're Canadian? Oh, all Canadians are so nice. So nice. Oh my God. So nice. Oh my God. Oh my God. So nice. Oh, 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 oh my God. So nice. Oh, all Canadians are so nice. Rice aroni, the San Francisco treat. And there you go. You lay back, you light up a cigarette. Or since you're Canadian, maybe light up like a three-hour fire log or something. Just smoke it with that content look on your face. You finally made it to home base. All because your buddy Harlan Williams here on the Harlan Highway gave you some sound advice. (laughs) Anyways, dude, honestly, I wish you luck. Um, But like I said, maybe just uh, be a little more aggressive kind of, you know, say what you want. Women like a guy that that kind of uh, is in control and knows what he wants. And if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work. But like I said, you're you're no further behind in the game. So try it on the next girl or try it on the next girl. But at some point, you got to break away from this this perception they have of you that you're just too nice to uh, to get the job done. So good luck. And happy moans of ecstasy. Oh, 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 all Canadians are so nice. Oh, my God. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Oh, Lordy. Whatever, Clinton. Um, I want to, uh, I want to get back to you guys on something. I mentioned it a couple of times on the last few podcasts, but this thing's starting to uh, grow a bit more. And um, I wanted to let you guys know who listened to uh, make sure you download the app because now it's available on Android, apparently. So it's available on Android and Apple. Um, the, uh, the, the app called Periscope. It's a f- fascinating new social media app wherein your phone becomes a a live camera for the world. And so basically, let's say you're sitting somewhere having dinner, and you turn on your phone and you press Periscope, and basically whatever your phone can see, the world can see. And it's live. It's not delayed. It's not. It's it's immediate. It's live. So some guy in Australia or Rome or Russia could be watching you you know, eat a pancake for breakfast. And uh, as you're doing your activities, they can text you. These little scrolls come up on the image of what you're doing, and you can read uh, the scroll as it's coming up. So people are like, hi from Sydney, hi from India. Um, Hey, tell us what the pancake tastes like. Um, What kind of syrup are you using? Where are you? Is that a Waffle House? It, it, it's really an interactive, fun, um, 
app. And the reason I'm telling you about it is because I want you to enjoy it, but also I want you to join my page, uh, my Periscope page. And basically, I'm doing a lot of kind of wacky, uh, um, in-the-moment, um, improvised sk- skit- sketches and, and skits and tutorials and kind of like a lot of the stuff you get here on the Harlem... <laughs> Excuse me, I just I just swallowed a bug. Uh, a lot of kind of similar to a lot of the nutty stuff you get here on the Harland Highway, except it's live in the moment, and you can actually interact with me live in the moment. So if there's anything you ever wanted to ask me, or call me an idiot, or say I think you're funny, or why is your face crooked, or whatever you want to do, you can do it on uh, Periscope. So the reason I'm telling you is I didn't want you to miss out on, um, I've been doing a lot of funny stuff. I, I did a thing where there was a giant, this disgusting giant beetle bug thing floating tits down in my swimming pool. And I pulled them out and held them up to the camera and I put them on my face and people were like freaking out. And so that was a lot of fun. And then I did another one where uh, I have a, a Freddy Krueger doll. And I basically put, put, took him into the kitchen and, and put butter on his face and then covered him with cinnamon and threw him in my microwave. And I basically kind of cooked like creme brulee on Freddy Krueger's face, which already looks like creme brulee or apple crisp. Um, last night I did, I did a, uh, a Periscope uh, broadcast where um, I introduced my little roommate. I have this little roommate in my house. I don't like him. He's creepy. He's an old uh, 1930s ventriloquist doll, and his name's Little Lil Coco, L-I-L apostrophe Coco. And Little Coco is always causing trouble in my house, and so I kind of film him when I catch him up to his hijinks. And so if you want to follow the adventures of me and my creepy roommate, Lil Coco, <laughs> you can do it. So, uh, you know, that's why I'm plugging the Periscope. And, and you know, outside of what I'm doing, you're going to have a whole ton of fun. Um, it's, it's so amazing the things you can catch people doing, you know. The, the other night I got on it and it was, I don't know, it was like midnight here in Los Angeles. And I jumped on it and I was like, oh, here's a, here's a headline. It says some, some people in Rome. So I clicked the button and suddenly I'm my, through my phone I am live in the streets of Rome Rome, Italy, with a bunch of teenagers who are just hanging out on a street corner having a beer and having a laugh. And it's so bizarre because you type in, you go, hey, hi from Hollywood, and they'll read your posts out loud. They go, oh, hey, hi from Hollywood, uh, Harland Williams. And all of a sudden, these people that didn't know you are suddenly saying your name out loud on the other side of the planet, and it's it's such a bizarre experience, but it's, it's really fun. It's really interesting, and, you know, you can go on and see people. Some people use it. They'll be painting a picture. Uh, some people will be singing. Some people will just be sitting there smoking a joint. Uh, some people will just be talking. Some people are just lonely and walking in the street. It, it's really fa- it's a fascinating, fascinating app. I think it's going to change this, the social media landscape. You know, we haven't really had anything that new and crazy since Twitter, and by the way, Twitter owns Periscope. So if you have a Twitter account, you can also have this. But I don't think you need a Twitter account to join. So anyways, just saying. And if you do get Periscope, be sure you uh, search my name, Harlan Williams, and click on there and subscribe to my Periscope channel. And then you'll be in on all my random 
um, you know, spur of the moment Periscope um, broadcasts. So there you go. Something a little in, a little uh, information for you. A little uh, so you're in the know. And um, and I hope you dig it. I hope you dig it. So uh, so that's it. I'm gonna leave it there. That's our podcast for today. We uh, we covered some good ground. Some uh, some dating advice. Some uh, driving advice. And some technology advice. Today was like the advice show for you. Miami Advice. Isn't that a police show? Miami Advice? I don't know. Uh, But we'll leave it there. Let me do some announcements for you, gang. It's June, and uh, next week I will be in Ontario, California. That's right, Ontario, California. Um, I will be there uh, June 11th through the 14th. It's a great comedy club, uh, Ontario, California. Last year we sold out every show, so get your tickets now. Uh, then the uh, following weekend I'll be in Houston, Texas at the Improv in Houston, Texas. That's June 18th to the 22nd. And then in July I'm going to be in New York, New York, just outside of New York at Levity Live. It's a beautiful, huge club just outside of Manhattan, New York, Levity Live. And then later in July, July 23rd to the 25th, I'll be in Montreal at the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. It's a huge, huge festival, uh, tons of fun. And then later in August, I'm going to be at the Irvine Improv in Orange County, California. So much fun this summer. Um, so I hope I see you there. Just go to harlanwilliams.com, click on the, uh, the stand-up comedy link, and you will be able to track and purchase tickets to all my shows. Also, while you're there, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel where I post uh, um, other videos that are already planned out and shot and edited. Um, there's a link at the bottom of the home page. Just click on that and you're in. You'll get my wacky videos whenever I post them. Um, check out the store, harlowilliams.com. We have a store in there where you can buy some fun things, clothing and CDs and DVDs and digital downloads and T-shirts and all that stuff, books, all the stuff you need to survive. And, uh, and that's it, man. Um, I'm hoping uh, you're digging the Harland Highway. Tell your friends about the Harland Highway. And for God's sakes, while you're on the Harland Highway, keep your arm in the damn window, please. Please, please, please. Um, and above all else, be nice. Be, be Canadian. Be nice to everybody you know. And uh, the world is just going to be a nicer place. Um, so that's it. Hope you had a great time, gang. We will talk to you next time. And until then... Chicken Xiao Mein, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs>